Welcome back to the Intoxicated Sports Report. I'm Gage Samoji, and he, on the other line, is Mr. Emerson Holloway Hip. I am him. How are you doing, Emerson? <laughs> I'm doing all right. How are you, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gage? I'm doing good. Doing good. You know, sitting here drinking some vino, watching the Celtics whoop on the Lakers. Nothing nice. new. Nothing yeah. new. Classic rivalry. Yeah, the uh, Celtics are wearing their nice. These are kind of some different jerseys they're wearing right now. I kind of dig them. I don't know. Are you watching any? Are you watching any TV? I am watching the Sharks. Actually, I was watching the Sharks. Did you watch the whole Randy Hahn thing they did for him? I turned it on right in time for that. That was kind of cool. <laughs> he has some of the best calls. Just the way he just yells. Well, he he gets so much more excited than any other hockey announcer that I can recall, and I, um, I love I love him for it. Yeah, and you I mean I would I would take your word for that because you do watch more hockey than I do. Yeah, and, and he's he, I didn't know he's been the announcer for the Sharks since the start. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it was it was his two thousandth game that he's called this today or Correct right now. Window. Yeah, which that's a, that's a lot of time, man. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize it was that many games. That's a lot. At first, I didn't realize because I actually turned it on sort of in the middle of the uh, little tribute they were doing. I didn't realize it was for him <laughs> until they put his name up there because they were just showing you know goals by the Sharks. So like, so what what is this all about? Mm-hmm. But then they they showed his name and. 2000 games pretty pretty awesome accomplishment and the sharks are wearing their really nice uniforms there's yes. like it's kind of like they're equivalent to the city connect right would you say yeah, they're called the uh, reverse retro reverse retro yes yeah also um, the lakers are also wearing some nice uniforms too i know they kind of stink but they're wearing their nice like old school <laughs> george Mikan type jerseys okay nice nice i will say this is the first time i've seen these sharks uniforms in live action oh really but that just goes to show you how little of the Sharks I've watched this year. Uh, yeah, so I caught it from the beginning, and I noticed that the Sharks and the Coyotes both are not very good this season so far. Yeah, the, the Yotes are pretty pretty terrible. Yeah, you know, you can't be good every year. No, they're, they're never good, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the last time they made the playoffs. Oh, so they're like, they're bad. Yeah, they're, they're real bad. They just don't, they don't have uh, ownership that will spend money. Yeah, you but, can't really win. Can't really win that way. Nope, not easy, not easy. So I said I'm drinking some vino. I'm specifically drinking a cuvee rouge. Did I say that right? That sounds cool. It sounds good to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with it too. <laughs> it's a nice, it's a nice uh, light red wine. I dig it. I almost Sweet. went with the almost went with the cab, but I thought you know I'll go a little lighter tonight. There you go. There you go. Because we are we are not together right now. I don't. Is, we, I don't know if we made that a point. Right. Yes, I am. I am nursing a little uh, sickness that I'm soon, soon to be over, but still, uh, still getting through the end of it. So we're doing this on uh, on the other side of each other's lines here. The the winter has not been kind to this podcast. Bro, I mean, this is three out of four weeks we've had to do this. This is not nice. Our YouTube audience is pissed. <laughs> right, all two the, of them. <laughs> the, yeah, the three people that watch us, or the two people that watch us on YouTube, are yeah. mad right now. Right, my mom and Danny. No, Danny doesn't even watch anymore. So he still he, he probably still listens, all right. I think he still listens. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What, uh, what are you sipping on? What do you got? So uh, I'm going hot toddy again. Nice. It just sounded sounded right. Something warm. Been drinking a lot of tea, so it kind of fits in that same same ballpark. All right. Yeah, sounds like a good you know drink that you would drink when you're sick. So. Right. No doubt. I, I wanted to mention real quick because since you are sick, you missed out on the 
dinner that we had on Sunday in Sonoma. Yeah. This is, I would say it's the second, I'll say annual, second annual end of the year, maybe kind of Christmas. Holiday get together. Holiday get together dinner. Yeah. Because last year it was me, you, Ashley, and Devin. We went to Carpe Diem. Right. Which was good. It was fine. It was solid. Didn't mind it. On Sunday, we went to his place called Oso, which I did not know meant bear. Did you know that in Spanish? I, I did, yes. Well, you're, yeah, you're a Spanish-speaking kind of guy, so yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm not too surprised. I had yeah. no idea. I thought it was, just, I thought it was a cool name. And that's why they named it Oso. <laughs> but then right when you walk in, there's a big bear, like a bear on the front door. So I was like, okay. Well, that explains it. Yeah. It was me, Devin, Ashley showed up a little bit late, kind of sauced. You know, <laughs> good, good for her. Garrett. Nico, who's in town for a month, great to see him. And then Alex also came. Nice. Yeah, I'm definitely bummed I missed out on that. But it was a really nice place, super casual, like nice, nice casual. Yeah, I would say. yeah, yeah. That's what it. That's what it kind of looked like, anyways. But after my favorite part was after when we hit up a bar called Murphy's in the. I was wondering if that's what it was. I've never been there, but I wanted to go in the Sonoma Square. Total dive bar. Reminded me of the Green Door a little bit, but smaller. Yeah. And the, the cherry on top of how this place was so divey is, you know, you walk in, there's a booth to like your media left, the bars to your right. And right behind the booth is kind of like this, not like table, but stuff you could set things on. Yeah. And what was on this thing was two crock pots and one of them just had cheese in it. And you could, just, <laughs> and you could get chips out right next to it and just dip your cheese in and dip your chips into the cheese. That is pretty foul. How that is just the epitome of diving. And another way to know you're in a dive bar is you go to the bathroom like I did, and the bathroom just stunk. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't stink like piss. Didn't really stink like shit. Just had a smell. It just had that smell of a bathroom that needs to be cleaned. Yeah. But right when I saw the cheese in the crock pot and then the chips just kind of laying around next to it, <laughs> I thought to myself, Emerson would deeply appreciate this, and I am so mad that he's not here right now. <laughs> I probably would have laughed like I am right now. And no, I did not try the cheese. I promise you did not <laughs> I try the cheese. I really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the dinner the dinner overall was nice. I had a great time. But for me, the dive bar after was the more fun event. The kicker. The kicker, for sure. Nice. So, ho- so hopefully next year we can actually get the full crew to be yeah. there. Third annual, hopefully. That'd be Cause, fantastic. Because Garrett wasn't there last year, so you can't really say it was a full group. That's true. Or, or, at least the, or at least the core five, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a good time. Really sad you weren't there, but there's always next time. And if we can always go back. I'd be cool going to Murphy's again and also. Yeah, yeah I'd love to, love to check out Murphy's. Very divey. Very nice. nice. All right, all right. They were, high <laughs> noon, they, were selling, they were selling high noon cans and all that. Oh, yeah. I like how you said very divey, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Those don't, two words don't usually go together, but hey, well, I love me a good dive bar. Oh, I do too. It's great. Yep. Um, so before we talk about what's going on today, I do want to send my condolences, and I think you will too, to uh, former Mississippi State head coach uh, Mike Leach, who passed away today um, for with some complications regarding a heart condition. Um, so yeah, real sad stuff. Only 61 years old. Um, but yeah, he's no longer with us, unfortunately. He was a character, absolutely. For sure. He was just—I mean, I didn't really—I I didn't really follow him closely. Not a huge college football guy, or at least wherever he, because he coached at Washington State too, didn't he? For a Washington while? State and then Texas Tech before that, which is really where he made his name. 
Mm-hmm. He, you can just tell in his interviews that he just was a funny dude, and he's oh, yeah. he kind, of, kind of a different cat, to be honest. Oh, yeah. He just seemed like his wavelength was different than everybody else's. Yeah, no doubt. But, and uh, it's always sad to lose somebody like that in a sport because those kind of people, to me, feel like kind of like the not the glue, but what makes the sport kind of fun when you have coaches, especially a coach, because you see a lot of coaches very serious. You know, this is my job. This is my livelihood. And I'm sure he felt that way, but he still kind of took it, seemed at least not to take it as serious as other coaches. Yeah, he he, he kept his life uh, relatively simple and, you know, not to – in a positive way, though. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, yeah, definitely a, a funny guy, interesting interesting character. Um, and it's just – yeah, it's crazy because when he signed up to be Mississippi State's head coach, he just figured he was going to be there for a long time. Um, and only three years later, he's no longer with us. So yeah, it's sad. definitely sad. And, you know, we, we see him a lot because we're on Twitter and anything he says seems, seems to go viral. Mm-hmm. So for anybody who doesn't really know what he, like what he would say in interviews, just go check it out on YouTube. I'm sure there's a highlight reel of him. Oh yeah. And things that any, he says. Yeah. Any, or any social media, you could probably just type in Mike Leach and be something funny coming out of his mouth. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually, I'm looking at his uh, college football reference page. He won 66% of his games at Texas Tech and went to a couple Cotton Bowls. Didn't realize he was actually that successful. He was no slouch, no slouch. Yeah. Well known for uh, what's considered the air raid offense, which is pretty much you throw it 70 times a game. <laughs> AKA Big 12 football. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he kind of, he was a part of that. Uh, that team um, that Michael Crabtree was on. Um, oh, like Texas Tech? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Made, gave that guy a name. You're talking about that sorry ass receiver, Crabtree? That, that sorry ass receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try Richard Sherman with him. <laughs> do you like Richard Sherman on the. Do you ever see him on his post game stuff on Amazon? I see. Oh, oh like on. Because he's on the panel, right? Mm-hmm. Or he's yeah. on the pre, oh yeah, pre and post game panel. Yeah, um, I haven't really, I don't get to pay attention that much because I'm usually working. But I know he's got like that podcast, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He's just he, he knows what he's talking about, and he's a smart dude. I always forget that he went to Stanford. Yeah, no, he's definitely definitely not stupid. No, because I mean, when you go to Stanford, you got to be able to know what you're talking about, or you got to yeah. be able, you have to be able to play on the field and then study off the field because you can't, if you don't make grades, you don't play. Right. He so. might be an asshole, but he definitely knows what he's talking about. You know, he's just – he's one of those players that when he played, he liked to get on your nerve, and it usually worked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Definitely an agitator. Yep. Um, so, Gage, what is on tap for us today? We have some World Cup. We have a little MLB. Actually, no, a good amount of MLB. Yeah. Col- college football. There was the game, America's game this week. <laughs> And then, of course, the bulk of the show, the National Football League. Yes, sir. Let's get it going with some World Cup. We're down to the semifinals. Uh, we had the first one today. Argentina, they just owned Croatia 3-0. Uh, Messi had a goal and an assist. And he's going to have his uh, second chance in the last three World Cups to, to get that, that crown. Oh, okay. See, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Was he, there, was he there the two World Cups ago? Two World Cups ago, uh, 2014, when they lost to Germany. That was a really good game, actually. I think it was a 1-0 game. And it, it, the game actually was in extra or overtime, whatever they call it. Huh. When Germany scored the, the, the lone goal. 
Yeah. Like, you, 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 how can you not be pulling for Messi unless you're Sal? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, unless you're just a Ronaldo fangirl, uh, you're definitely rooting for Argentina, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I, you got to root for Messi. I mean, like I said earlier, it'd be cool for if France wins tomorrow. Yeah. It'd be cool to see Mbappe try to go for his second in back to back. Right. That would be impressive for sure. But, but he's going to have a lot more chances to get more World Cups. And Messi is probably feels like this is his last go at it. Right. So I'm going messy all the way. Give me the blue. Give me the white. Throw it on me. I'm yep. ready. Just wear your North Carolina colors. You got them. <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> should, 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 I, should I borrow Garrett's, Garrett's jersey? Yeah, but fit you better than him. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a picture of him wearing that at Rubicon. Oh yeah, and like, he he's he's wearing underwear, but you can't see that he's wearing underwear. <laughs> and it's just the jersey. It looks like the jersey's a dress on him. Yeah, it's like down to his knees. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So speaking of France, they're going to face off with Morocco, who has been the Cinderella of this tournament. Uh, they upset Portugal in the quarterfinals to reach this game, uh, becoming the first African country to reach the semifinals ever, which is Love pretty, pretty awesome. Um, yep. I got to say, PSG is pretty well represented uh, in these, these uh, semifinal games. We got obviously Mbappe mm-hmm. and then. Morocco's best player is PSG's right back, Ashraf Hakimi. And then, of course, Messi over in Argentina. You know, Me- Messi versus Mbappe to us, it's a win-win, right? Oh, yeah. No matter who wins, you're like, all right. I mean, even if they play Morocco. Yeah. But Messi and Mbappe, you know that's what the World Cup's hoping for. We need Argentina or France, dude. That would be epic. And... and yeah, it just sets up a – it would set up a scenario where – pretty much history is going to be made where you either get this 23 year old phenom who's already got his second world cup or you get, you know, one of the greatest of all time, finally getting that world cup to put on his trophy case, you know? Yeah. I got to pull for Messi on that one. You, yeah, you, no, you, you. you really set it up good right there. And I'm yeah. got to pull more for Messi, but if Mbappe yeah, wins, if Mbappe wins, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. I feel like France is a better team on paper, but they didn't really look that great against England in the last game. So, I feel like even if they do, do get through Morocco, Argentina might have a have a good shot. Still have not been able to watch a lot of these games. Not really happy about it. Yeah. Thanks, capitalism. <laughs> um, I'm we'll hoping watch. you know we're all, we're gonna go we're gonna go to Palisades and watch the final right on Sunday. Let's do it. Sunday seven o'clock. Yeah, they need like, to open the doors at like six thirty though. They can't just be letting people in at kickoff. Yeah, I was talking to Devin and she was like, I want to like leave here. Or like get up at like six because you know she gets up early anyways. But like leave right. her house at six forty five and get there like at seven. I think we might need to might want to try to get there at six forty five just to see if they have the door. They got to be ready for people before seven o'clock. Yeah, because they they can't be talking about it and then you know open their doors just at seven like you're saying. Right. I mean, even if they just open the doors and don't start serving till seven, that's fine. But they gotta they gotta have those doors open. You know, a good 15 minutes before kickoff. It'd be ideal to be parked at a table at 7. Yeah. Or before 7, you know what I mean? Right. So we'll figure that out. And if anybody else wants to join us, I don't know, again, Sal, I know he doesn't work on Sundays. I think we might try to get Garrett there. I might invite Nico. It might be a little early for him since he's probably still on East Coast time, but who knows? Yeah, but that would be 10 o'clock Eastern time. Oh, that's right, huh? Right, right. Oh, oh okay. No, no, you're, oh, yeah. So it's, it, it works yeah, it's in his perfect favor for him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're, we're going to get, some, I'm going to be drinking IPAs by 7 30. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, all right, well, it's, it's you put it out on wax. You're doing it. <laughs> you're telling me you're not going to order a beer right at seven. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be an IPA. I might have a cocktail actually. Oh geez, I really get really get it flowing. I will, I will, I will have an IPA in the seven o'clock hour on Sunday. All not right. a problem. Not a problem. Good. I might need a nap by twelve, but I think I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think you probably will. And then maybe go to cocktails after that. Yeah. Uh, my Kings lost to the Sixers tonight, by the way, by 20. Sick. Oof. Are you still yeah. over 500? Uh, barely. I think the, the Kings The Kings are finally coming down to earth. Yeah. Hey, they but they're still playing to, way better than I thought. They need to hang on. Just hang on. To that. Stay around 500 as long as you can. Exactly. Yeah. So Sunday, we're doing it. We're coming. We're going. We're doing it. We're there. Cool. We're there. It's in the books. Sweet. Okay. Moving on to baseball, more off-season stuff to talk about. Uh, we're going to start with the big moves. And, of course, Aaron Judge is going to be staying with the Yankees. <laughs> Nine years, $360 million. But the Giants did get Arson Judge for free. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> you know what? John Heyman, John Heyman is he's a hell. That's a cl- all I can say. <laughs> a clown. In your words, he's a clown? Yeah, yes. One of those. <laughs> He's a bitch. Oh, that was. I mean, but we were click bait McGee. Yeah, I was clearly kind of more off there in Judge Train, but if he still would have came with the Giants, that would have been it would have been sweet. Oh yeah, you know. But you know, can you really blame Aaron Judge for going back and playing with the pinstripes after the season he has had? No, not at all. I mean, he's going to be another Derek Jeter type, if you will. You know, Yankee for life. And they're going to make him. I think I heard they're going to make him the captain. Yeah, that's that's the talk. I mean. Who cares what that really means, but good for him. Well, I think it means a lot for the Yankees because I don't think they've had very many captains in their history, and they've had a, a long history. Right. I mean, I don't know if the Giants have ever had an official captain other than when Brandon Belt put that duct tape C <laughs> on his jersey. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. <laughs> and then the Giants season went to shit quickly after that. <laughs> yeah. But we're not going right, to talk about that. But anyways, yeah. Judge back in the pinstripes. He kind of felt like uh, he used the Giants a little bit, which I don't blame him. Um, they were he obviously played the game. The... He, he, he played the game. You cannot blame him. Right. But on he, the... made, he made the Yankees sweat a little bit. Right. And got as much money out of him as he could. So congrats, so. To, congrats to Aaron Judge for staying in the second best pinstripe uniform in baseball. <laughs> Behind the, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. The Reds. <laughs> Do they wear pinstripes? Sometimes, I think, yeah. No, Not always. Uh, no, I'm referring to the Phillies. <laughs> um, I was going to say one more thing about him, but I forgot. All right. Oh, highest paid on an annual average basis position player of all time. $40 million. That don't mean shit with this inflation, though. Whatever. <laughs> it's, yeah, still- it's, it's only like 33 Still impressive. Still impressive. <laughs> right. Um, other big move. This was a little bit of a shock. Xander Bogart's going to the Padres for 11 years and $280 million. Did not so, see that coming. So the Padres just print money apparently now, right? Yeah, and they have like 16 shortstops on their team, which is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> this some... between the, Sorry, I keep cutting you off. But yeah, you're good. Between, the Padres, <laughs> between the Padres and the Dodgers – this is just nightmare fuel for the Giants. Oh yeah, and, and and the Giants just keep getting snowed by all the big names, and the you know the Dodgers and Padres just grabbing everyone. Love it. It's you know, you know the Padres 
the way the Padres are, the way the things, the way the Padres are doing things, excuse me, yeah. is how I think any fan wishes every one of their teams would do it. Oh, yeah. Like everybody's in play. And we're probably going to get some of these players that we say are in play. Right. I mean, apparently they even made an offer for Judge. I don't know how legit that was, but still. Wait, hold on. So I'm, I'm watching this Celtics Laker game, right? Yeah. Blake Griffin's on the Celtics, which I just found out about a few days ago. Same. <laughs> take a guess. Do you know what number he's wearing? Do you just take a guess? Ninety-one. Do you know he is. Yeah, well, I watched the game against the Warriors. Oh, what? Yeah. Well, is he, I, this, okay. this man, this man thinks he's Dennis Rodman. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that 1991 is the year that he was born. I would. I, I didn't look it up, thing. but I, but I'm only guessing. I would say that's a, a pretty good call. Either that thing. or he is a big Dennis Rodman fan. I don't know. And I know the Celtics retire a lot of numbers, but you pick 91, bro. <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm going to check that right now. More power to you. But yeah, the Padres, I mean, they dethroned the, the Dodgers in the playoffs last year, so you, you can say what they're doing is working. All right, I stand corrected. Blake Griffin was born in 1989. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But yes, the the, the Padres, they, uh, on paper, and at this point, though, uh, Fernando Tatis is going to have to be a relief pitcher. Because I don't see any position for him out there. They could put Bogarts a second? Uh, I do not do not believe uh, – well, Cronenworth was their main second baseman last year, but it sounds like he may be even moving over to first base. And they have uh, Hassan Kim, who was the shortstop most of the time that Tatis was out. Um, and he's going to probably play second base. It, the, the talk is that he'll probably play in the outfield, which makes most sense since that will utilize his athletic ability. Um, to, to me, Bogarts could probably play any position that's not a catcher, pitcher, or first baseman. I don't know if he's actually ath- quite athletic enough to be an outfielder, but I, I see what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I'd say yeah, anywhere in the infield, he could probably play. I um, mean, first, I mean, I always give some, some credit to first baseman. I feel like that is a different position to play than any, any other infielder. Certainly a learning curve there. Yeah. But he, I mean, he could probably make it work. I kind of assume any of these guys could do anything on the field, uh, unless you know, besides being a catcher, that stuff, <laughs> and obviously a pitcher. Right. So. Yeah. No, it does sound like Bogarts is going to be the shortstop. I, I would certainly expect uh, Tatis to probably be in left field, and maybe play center when uh, they want to give Trent Grisham a, a, a rest. Yeah. But they're definitely loaded, man. They're, I mean, if you just look at it on paper, they, I think they match up with the Dodgers right now. They may, may even have a better lineup. Oh, wow. And that's assuming, though, that Tatis is going to come back and be Tatis. You know, at least 75% of what he was as a hitter. And he, he'll struggle a little bit. I, mean, I know he's young, but I still I have to imagine playing at that kind of level and being off for how, how long he's been off for, he's going to be he's gonna be a little rusty. Right, yeah. And he's going to miss the first, like I think, 20-something games of next year or two. That's, that's Maybe even thirty. Yeah. How how long was that suspension? Uh, eighty games. Eighty games. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, it's rough. Yeah. But he also did it to himself, so I can't really feel that bad for him. Right. He sure did. So let's talk about our very boring Giants. Gigante. So they have made three signings. Um, first one, I was I was in on big time. I definitely wanted them to go after Mitch Haniger, and they got him. Three years, forty three and a half million dollars. Um, coming off a kind of injury plague season, but in 2021 hit 39 home runs. So this guy's got some some legit pop. Uh, corner outfielder, pretty good defender. So I, I like that signing a lot. 
You had a tweet that I thought was interesting when I saw it, comparing Mitch Haniger against Aaron Judge against <laughs> was it National League hitting or American League hitting or so, American League. So what it was is it was their twenty twenty one season stats, and they both hit thirty nine home runs in twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. <laughs> was that you kind of being a troll? Yes, yes, oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I for some reason thought you were being like totally serious. No, no, that was just two years ago. <laughs> But hey, <laughs> okay, got we it. got this guy for uh, let's see, three hundred and seventeen million less. <laughs> All right, but you know, uh, Farhan yeah. doing his best, doing his best Billy Bean impersonation right now. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I think good pickup though. I, the Giants need a right-handed bat, um, and he he fills that, and they definitely needed some outfield help. So um, hopefully they're not done in the uh, position player department. Um, no, no, they they need. To get Carlos Correa, they have to. I, I they, have to, they have to try their goddamn best to get Carlos Correa. They need to put a, a legit offer out there for him, and I, I don't think they like. I think they they did present Aaron Judge with a very legitimate offer. He just chose the Yankees. It wasn't about you know the Giants not giving enough money or putting enough money on the table. So I think they'll do the same with Correa. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dansby Swanson, I like him. I think Dansby's yeah. cool. I'd be cool, with Dansby. Yeah, apparently the. Reports today came out that the Giants were checking in on him, so that's at least you know noteworthy that they're he would imme- he would immediately become the best looking man in San Francisco. <laughs> him and Crawford would be Dansby uh, Swanson, you know, going with the flow and the beard, you know, battle. Yeah, I mean, they, they mean the girls at the games would be clashing. Like, wait, who's, who's <laughs> the cutest guy on the team? Now? Yeah, and who should actually be playing shortstop? Easy there, easy there. <laughs> uh, uh, the Giants also in the last couple of days picked up a couple starting pitchers. Sean Manaya, who pitched with the Padres last year, but spent most of his career with the A's. Back to the uh, Bay Area. Back to the Bay. Hoping for a bounce back season. Was not great last year, but uh, was a pretty good pitcher with the A's. Um, we also got Ross Stripling, who you might remember from the Dodgers. Uh, I, do remember, years back. I do remember that name, yes. Yeah. Um, he actually had a very nice season last year. 3.01 ERA for the Blue Jays. Um both guys getting identical two-year, $25 million contracts with an opt-out after the first year. Did Ross um, Stripling almost have a no-hitter with the, the Dodgers against the Giants? Uh, you know what? A I couple years ago. Right. I believe you're right, yeah. Uh, he took it to like the and then Dave, and, then, and they took him out, yeah. They took him out, right? Dave Roberts took him out, I think so. Yeah. And then I think yeah. the Giants ended up winning that game. Yeah, I think you're right. If I remember correctly, I think the Giants won that game. Maybe like on a walk-off. Yeah, I think you're uh, absolutely was that, right. Was that, was, that the, was that the Andrew McCutcheon game when he hit the walk-off home run? You might be right exactly. about that. You might be absolutely right about that. That's good, good memory. Thank you. Yeah, I might fact check you later, but that's good. That's good. No, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, just, I, just leave those it two games could e- those, those those two games could easily be you know two different games. So yeah, yeah, very possible. I'm not right. really, yeah, but let me know. Please let me know. Yeah. Um, I also also you just remind me. Last week I said I was going to try some Twizzlers at work. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I, I I tried them, and Twizzlers are still very terrible. Do not try them; <laughs> they do not taste. They don't even taste like licorice. They don't even taste like artificial licorice. Don't waste so your time, people. Just don't absolute trash. I gotta say, yeah, I just very, kept, yeah, very much so. I just kept um, one of my ice balls in my Yeti uh, mug for about <laughs> yeah. about probably forty five minutes. Not a single drop of water come off it. I could still, I could hear it. It's nice. Yeah, it's crisp. I pre-prepped an old-fashioned uh, for my second cocktail, so here I go. <laughs> I, love the, I love, I love the way you do things. 
This V this Vino is nice. Nice is and it? light. It's great. That's oh, great. Hitting good. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so some smaller moves. I'm just going to rattle them off. We got Brandon Nimmo going to the Mets for eight more years and $162 million. He's staying in New York. Uh, the Mets also picked up Japanese star Kodai Senga. He's a pitcher. Five years, $75 million. Wilson Contreras, Cubs superstar catcher, going from uh, Chicago to over to the St. Louis Cardinals. So jumping ship on the rivalry. Five years, $87.5 million there. Uh, Chris Bassett. Uh, is going over to the Blue Jays for three years and 63 mil. And then Cody Bellinger uh, signed with the Cubs for one year and $17.5 million. Last but not least, the A's traded their uh, all-star catcher, not all-star catcher, but gold glove catcher, Sean Murphy, to the Braves as part of a three-team trade. Any of these moves stand out to you, Mr. Gage? It's got to be Cody Bellinger going to the Cubs. It's going to be weird seeing him in any other uniform besides the Dodgers. Yeah, I and it's funny, too, to see this amount of money because it's only a few million less than what the Dodgers were on the hook to pay this coming season. So, but I will never complain about a you know, a good or you know player who was good but still has you know still has promise. I think right, yeah, leaving still, the Dodgers, Le- leaving the leaving the Dodgers. I'm completely okay with that. Right. Bye. Right. Bye. See ya. It's funny they showed a graphic of the Dodgers' potential lineup this year, and it doesn't look nearly as sexy as in past years. I mean, they still got bets and and. Uh, and Freddie Freeman, and um, you know Muncy's an asshole, but he's there. And they still have and uh, their that pitcher, uh, what's his name? Not Kershaw, but the other one, <laughs> um, Bueller. Bueller, yeah, he's coming back from injury. Yeah, yeah. Also, Sanga, the Giants were they were in on him. Reportedly, were in on him. Yeah, I don't think they were willing to go quite this far in money, but. The Giants were kind of in on on most of these. I would say they were in on Nimmo. I did not see Nimmo getting 160 million dollars, so I'm glad they glad they didn't go for him. What position is Nimmo? Uh, he is a center fielder. Okay, it's a good position. Yeah, I mean the Giants could have used a, a guy like him, good on base percentage, but I did not see him getting more than 20 million a year. Um, and I thought the Giants would go after Bassett. Um, he's a little bit older than I thought he was. I think he's going to be 34 this year, but still a good pitcher. Yeah. But uh, yeah, big names still available. We already mentioned a couple of them: Carlos Correa and Dansby Swanson. Of course, Carlos Rodon, former Giants pitcher, is still a free agent as well. Um, and the Giants are linked to all three of those guys still. Um, see what get, happens. Get one. You got to nail one of these three. I, they have to. To me, they have to absolutely get one of these guys. But I think they need to. They need to try for two. Even if it's Correa and Swanson, you know, one of those guys can play second base. I think it would probably be Swanson. What then put? Put Correa it, it, at third or put Crawford at third? It sounds like they're expecting to put Crawford at third if they do get Correa, which I find odd because And as, as a you know, as somebody who played some kind of organized baseball growing up, yeah. would you say it's it would be hard for a, a shortstop to go to third? <laughs> or or do you think it would be as easy as people might think, or is it harder? um <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's a seamless transition, but Brandon Crawford's a really good player, so I think for him it wouldn't be difficult. I just I've always thought of the way he plays the game is very much what you would want in a shortstop. Just the way he moves, mm-hmm. even though he's not super athletic, he just plays the game like a shortstop. And I feel like he has more to give than the third base position does. Because third base position is more reactionary. Uh, playing shortstop is more about you know having range and anticipation. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd be perfectly okay with Brandon Crawford at third, Carlos Correa at short, and Danzy Swanson at second. That would yeah, be I mean, a dream. I would. I honestly, 
Brandon Crawford, I, I love the guy, but he's done. <laughs> if if he he's if done. he hits if he hits like he did last year, he's useless at third base. You know. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, yeah, I'd love to have all three of these guys, but I don't know if we have that kind of money. Well, you know, you know who does is the Padres, apparently. Yeah, they could probably still get all three of these guys if they wanted. Uh, what, so what are we going to do when Carlos Rodon signs with the Yankees? Because that's a, that's a tough. Well, see, the Yankees, for me, they're not really on my radar because they're in a different league. And to me, they're honestly the baseball equivalent to the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they have the name, they have the name, they have the history, they have the uniform, but they always, and they usually make the playoffs. I mean, I would say the Yankees make the playoffs more than the Cowboys make the playoffs. Yeah. But they always fall short in the big moments. Yeah. And I know the Yankees won 2009, the Cowboys haven't won in, you know, however long I've been alive. Right. But I do feel like it's a comp. So the Yankees, to me, it doesn't really matter what they do because I think they're still going to fall short when it matters the most. I mean, I the Yankees really haven't done anything, so they're not better than the Astros right now, even though the Astros have lost Justin Verlander, but Astros still got a damn good team regardless. Mm-hmm. And they just got a brave. So it's and and the Astros have the Yankees number, like we all know. Yeah, they're the Astros are daddy in that situation. It, it, it's to the point where the, the Yankees it's it's in their heads. Yeah, it's I the, mean it's in it's in the fans' heads. Like you want to talk to Ashley about the Astros. <laughs> she she'll hate the Astros and talk shit until the sun comes up, but she knows right. who owns them or who who the Yankees are owned by, and it's the Astros. Yeah, I, I think Yankees fans are still just like very hooked up on you know 2017 still too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Cry about make... it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it happened. Baseball didn't take it away from the Astros, so they're still champions mm-hmm. that, that that year. Yes. Along with this year, after they beat you in the championship series. Yep, and probably 2023 as well. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry Sorry about it. (laughs) Uh, All right, we're done with baseball. That's good stuff. Um, Let's move on to college football, Mr. Gage. Who's our Heisman? Caleb Williams, quarterback, University of Southern California. Fight on. This, I just, I guess I didn't really know. I mean, I knew he was a good player, but I didn't think he was really good. I didn't think he was one of the Heisman. I guess I just didn't really pay attention to his stats or really watch a lot of his games. I mean, I, th- I think going into the Pac-12 championship game, he was a pretty clear-cut favorite to win it. And then he kind of got hurt in the game, and they lost pretty bad. And I was like, well, maybe it's not so not so clear anymore, but he still hung on to, to that mm-hmm. award, so – I think the yeah. one the one the one side note I like about this the most about Caleb Williams winning the Heisman is that so Lincoln Riley now has coached three different Heisman quarterbacks. Yeah, it's crazy. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, <clears throat> and now Caleb Williams. Yeah, and you know he's, he's, zero playoff yeah. wins to show for it. <laughs> he's he's really good at uh, coaching quarterbacks, but he's not very good at winning college football playoff games. Yeah. So. Yeah. Take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Do you think Oklahoma fans are bitter about this? Um. I mean, it's it's kind of – it all kind of felt – I mean, Caleb Williams was at <clears throat> Oklahoma probably more be- for Lincoln Riley. I mean, to me, he proved that, especially by moving to USC with him. Yep. Um, so I'd say he was he was more there because of Lincoln Riley and not because of the university. Mm-hmm. So I, they can't really be that bitter, I don't think. And the last USC player to win the Heisman, would that be – is it 
Is it Reggie Bush or is it Matt Leiner? Reggie Bush, I think. Well, I mean, it was Leiner after. I can't remember. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, technically, Reggie Bush didn't win the Heisman anymore. Yeah, he got a strip. Because they took it. He still won the award, but he he, he still did what he had to do to win that award. And to me, he's still a Heisman Trophy winner. I agree. It's just, that's just how it is. I don't care. Uh, if, you know, he, he this guy wanted to buy his mom a house and like a car. You know, you can't. Yeah. What what what, what would any normal person do in that situation? Well, well, it's fucking legal now. So yeah. So <laughs> like, why does anyone care? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give back the Heisman for something that he did. Yes, it was illegal at the time, but now it's not. Did we discuss on the show that he appealed for it? I can't remember. I don't think we have talked. Did he appeal for it? Yeah, it was. I think it happened sometime last year, or maybe earlier earlier this and year. And obviously, it didn't. Correct. Yeah, he did not get it back. You know who? You know who else? I forgot that won a Heisman for USC it was Carson Palmer. Yeah, that's kind of a under the radar one, even though he's great in the pros too. Uh, yeah. Or, or good in the good in the pros. Good, really, like yeah, high end yeah. good in the pros. Yeah, had some very good seasons. Better than most Heisman's. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I see that's fair. Other than like the the recent ones have actually been pretty good though. Mm-hmm. Uh my Stanford Cardinal, they got a new head coach by the and name it's, of Troy and it's Taylor. Not, it's not Jason Garrett. Not Jason Garrett. <laughs> Dodge a bullet. You, you lucked out on that. Let me tell you, brother. Let me yeah. tell you. You lucked out on that one. Yeah. I kind of wanted Chris Peterson, but apparently he was not interested. So we'll settle with the Stacks Eight guy. The what? This guy came from Sacramento State, yes. Wow, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Good he also, <laughs> you know, you know what's a little fishy about this though? Is Tell that me. he is he is a California Berkeley graduate. <laughs> played played, <laughs> cor- played quarterback for Cal. You're kidding. No. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> you know, part of part of getting the Stanford <clears throat> Cardinal job at any kind of level, it has to include you can't go to Cal and be and, and be the coach. You would this, you would think. Team. You would think. <laughs> that is that's pretty funny. I would yeah. never would have known that unless you mentioned that. That's great. I love that. This yeah. guy this guy played football for Berkeley. Yeah. He was the starting and, quarterback in the late eighties. And now coaches the Stanford Cardinal. Yeah. He even that's, he even got drafted to, to the NFL. That's awesome. Never, huh? never heard of the guy, but hey, we'll see how it goes. You know, go from Sac State, and I, I know they're a pretty good football program for what they are. Yeah, I think they went eleven and two this year. But going from going from Sac State to Stanford, that seems like a very huge jump. Well, that's like uh, Jim Harbaugh going from the University of San Diego to Stanford. Like, there, I think. Yeah, would you would you say would you would you say Sac State and San Diego? I think they're in the same. We're on the same. Like, oh, okay, like, so, yeah. okay, got it. yeah. Wow, well, good for that guy. That's cool. Yeah, he's on his way up, and he's. Uh, I think he's coached at other various levels. In college football and maybe even maybe even briefly in the NFL, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So he's he's been around. So we'll see what happens. I give him three years to uh, to get to a bowl game. If he doesn't, he's got to go. <laughs> short <laughs> leash, straight to the point. Maybe Stan- and Stanford doesn't give short leash- leashes to their coaches. No, I feel usually like, they're, I feel like, they're pretty. I feel, a, I feel like being a Stanford football coach. Head coach, you're kind of like the pope. You're pretty much there until they fire you, <laughs> right. or, until, or, or until you, or until you die. Yeah, or until you leave but, on your own. Yeah, or yeah, three years. Let's see, yeah. bowl game, bowl game, what, three years. Yeah, whether it's the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl or the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Stifle. <laughs> I will take. 
<laughs> I will take the potato bowl, whatever it takes. <laughs> Just little, get <laughs> the potato bowl, the chip bowl, whatever it is. You know, the little Caesar's bowl. The little dude. They need to bring that one back. They took it away, huh? I think so. Yeah. Most underrated pizza ever. <laughs> it's it's not half bad. It's not half good either, but, <laughs> but for but for the price point, you can't beat it. You oh, can't. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can't beat it. Little Caesars definitely over Domino's. Yeah, sorry, Garrett. Yeah, dude, Domino's <laughs> is trash. It's, it's trash. It's really bad. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, it, it is cheap too, though. So it's not as cheap as not as cheap as our boys at uh, Little Caesars, but. Still cheap, but it, it's not as cheap as Little Caesars, and it's not as good. So why right. would you get it? Exactly. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing Domino's has over Little Caesars is that it does deliver to your house. I know we have DoorDash now and all that, but I'm talking people who right. work for Little Caesars and Domino's. Right. Domino's will take it to your house. Little Caesars. I don't know why they have not done that. For some reason, I thought they did, but maybe it's just through DoorDash. And I wonder. I wonder if all Little Caesars do that. Yeah, like na- like nationwide, like we don't we don't deliver. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll have to find out. I might we'll have to look that. Might look that up. Yeah. So army, like I said earlier, army beat navy or army and navy played. Yes. Army beat navy 20, 20 to seventeen in two overtimes. It was the first overtime game in series history. Both teams scored a touchdown on their first play of overtime, which is funny. Navy fumbled yeah. on the goal Did line. You- I didn't watch any of this. I think I might have listened to a little bit of it. Yeah, I turned it down in the middle of the third quarter. It was actually, it, I mean, <laughs> I, I got to say this first and foremost. I know, what do we call this, America's game, right? I think it's what it's called. It might be America's most uh, America's most overrated game. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, definitely uh, it, was, it was actually kind of entertaining down the stretch. Um, Army, I think, was down by three when I turned it on and they had to tie the game with a field goal, which was, you know, a real stress just to get in the field goal range for these teams. Um, but then uh, overtime was fun. Overtime's like, always fun. Yeah, I mean, but the both teams not moving the ball for shit during the game and they both score a touchdown on the first play of their respective, you know, possessions. Navy fumbled on the goal line in the second overtime, which Oof, hurts, hurts, hurts my heart. Yeah, I felt bad for the guy too. He was he was crying after the game. Army had 153 yards of offense, which is <laughs> not not good. And I'm glad you put, I'm glad you you put this stat down because I also put these same kind of stats down. There was three total completions in this yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Navy not- Navy's Navy's one completion was the touchdown pass in overtime. I did see that. Yeah, so Navy had <laughs> Navy had one completion. Army yeah. had the two. Yeah. And this and this is this is what usually happens in this game though. Maybe yeah. not to, to this extent, but they always just they do like that triple option high school kind of yeah. play. That's why it's the most overrated game in in the history of sports. But the way that the, but the way they marketed it, oh, is it's, gen- it's like genius. It's, be- it's genius because it's the only game on that weekend. So right. what are people going to do on a Saturday? Who you know? Oh, there's no college football, but you know, Army Navy's on. Yeah, let's throw it on. You know what? Actually, the uh, Division Two playoffs were on. That might have been more entertaining. It it probably was, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I mean, no, I, to I, them, they figure they, they they figure they do this every year because no one else is going to watch them on a regular week of college football. Right. Yeah. No, you're you're definitely right. 
and they they do it on purpose for sure. But yeah, it's just it's a it's a rough it's rough on the eyes. Also, Navy's coach who'd been there for a long time got fired right after the game. I heard about that. That's Ken Numatalele or however you say his name. You, know, so, you lose to Navy. It's, oh, wait, it's what happens. Yep. I guess they oh, no, haven't you lose been to Army, a, it's what happens. Yeah, they haven't been to a uh, to a bowl game in a few years too. So it's not good for the uh, the program. No, but I don't think how good is the program anyways when you're exactly yeah three you can't total th- completions. <laughs> you can't the throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, it's you it's know not... it's like it, I just I don't understand the, like the game plan going in. It's just there's how, yeah. we, just, we just run. It, it's really – it is like, you know, mid-level high school football just with older guys. Exactly. Because reminds, like you, it reminds you, me of Napa High football. Yeah. You, I mean, when we went to Napa High games, they would maybe throw it like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And that was only if like we really needed a, a first down on like a long, <laughs> you know, long yardage situation. I would love to see the turnovers for the quarterbacks if they did have to throw the ball all the time because it probably yeah. would be pretty. They're probably, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're probably they're probably saving us oh from misery <laughs> from misery yeah. by not yeah. throwing the ball so maybe we yeah. should be thanking them you know what's what's sad though is the the guy that the navy the th- throw that the navy guy made for the touchdown actually was a decent looking ball he had to put a lot of energy behind it, it just, just it, 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 it did look there. nice I'm, yeah but he, he dropped it in there nicely and, and actually all, um, all the all the all no go for it go well, the army and then the army quarterbacks were rotating. They had one that was more of a runner, and the other one that had more of the the arm. But so every player that plays for these teams serves in the military, right? Yeah. So I think when you when you go to these academies, you get four or three years of education, but then you got to get four four years of service also after that. Mm-hmm. But so so all, all these guys in this game serve. Yes. Okay. I think so I, I think they. That's what, yeah. that's what I assumed. Yeah, I think uh, there are certain situations where you can delay your service, but you got to give it at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Lakers are down by ten right now, almost into the third quarter. It's not; out, they're not out of it. They're not out Shrek, of it. Shrek's just scored again. It's three-one. I'm gonna have to turn that game on here in a minute. Let me know when it's like five minutes left. It's on TNT though, so if you're on Fubo, mm-hmm. you're... just kidding. I'm not gonna yeah, watch that. You can go on Xfinity if you want. Yeah, I'm not going to try that again. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's see here. What are, what are our pick numbers looking like? I, I don't see this anywhere on our Yeah, so so that was the one game we picked uh, this week, and I had Army since you gave them to me. <laughs> although, although, I'll be honest, if I got to pick first, I would have taken Navy. So thank you for that. I can blame Roger Sawback for that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got caught up in the uh, in the nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. So you are thirteen and ten, still a solid record there, Gage. I am eight, thirteen, and two. We're picking four games this week. They're all bowl games. Um, I guess uh, can I go first? Is that all right? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so uh, I'm. We'll just pick the game, and then we'll tell you what what uh, what bowl it is as we go. Okay. Um, so I am going to take – I'm going to take Florida plus 10 against Oregon State in the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl as my first pick. <laughs> I'm going to go Washington plus three versus Fresno State in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by <laughs> Stifle. <laughs> How does Jimmy Kimmel get a fucking bowl? Well, 
my boy Jimmy Fallon can't get anything these days. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel's lame. Didn't we talk about this? Um, yes, I think he, I, I think Jimmy, I think Jimmy Kimmel is good. Is he's good at what he does? But I just I, I like Jimmy Fallon just better. So I used to watch Jimmy Fallon back when he yeah. was like on the Late Late Show. I just feel like Jimmy Kimmel has just got a stale personality. He's just not not that naturally funny. I feel he's, like he maybe used to be funnier, but he just doesn't have it. He must be doing something right though, because he does have a bull named after him. True, but maybe that's that's money that's doing doing him right. And that is Washington State, by the way. Oh, Washington State, excuse me. Yeah, just want to make sure everyone knows. Washington uh, State plus three versus Fresno in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Seifle. To <laughs> make sure that's clear, <laughs> loud and clear. Yeah. Um, and because I don't really know shit about the other two teams, I'm going to pick this game. I'm going with. Um, Gonna go see Cincinnati plus one versus Louisville in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. I don't know how Wasabi is sponsoring the Fenway Bowl, but here we are. But but it's not like Wasabi that you eat with sushi. It's like <laughs> it's like its own company. Okay, fair enough. I think right. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. It's not. It's not I, was just... being, I was being a little sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, it's not that I'm... stuff that Steve-O snorted. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. I had some, I had some, I had some sushi a couple nights ago, and I told that to Devin that she that he did that on like the first Jackass movie, and she was like, oh. she was like, oh my, God. <laughs> it's rough to watch because you just know what's gonna happen, dude. Wasabi <laughs> when you eat it is rough. Oh, it hits you right in the nasal, and then he's just snorting it, so it's double whammy. He's putting it right in his bloodline. That's not, gonna, it's not boding well for him. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, bad idea. I'm gonna pick number twenty four, Troy. Minus two against number 25, UTSA. What does that stand for? Texas San Antonio. Thank you. In the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Yeah, the Cure Bowl. I don't know Duluth Trading did do a lot of curing, but now we know. Yeah, that's a good point. What, what could they possibly cure? Nut you, sweat? Yeah, that's kind of what they claim, huh? Yeah, right? No ball sweat. They're curing do, do, that. Do you wear Duluth underwear? I've tried them. I didn't really like them that much, honestly. Is it your dad who likes them? My dad does like them. He's a to me, the, the material for me is just not that comfortable. It's like kind of scratchy. You gotta go commando. I know you do. I uh, <laughs> it's just that's not really my gig. <laughs> I like to keep the gems uh, under control. You know. Yeah, that's fine. Everybody has their own thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the only rank game. Well, actually, I guess uh, Oregon State is number fourteen, but. <laughs> You know, I went Florida because uh, they beat Utah earlier in the year. And Utah's pretty good. So you're, you're going against my Beavers like that? How dare you? You know, I think the Beavers are still going to win, but they're getting 10 points. It's a lot. Oh, uh, yep. Good or point, giving good 10 point. points. Good, good point. Good point. See, you think. You think things through. I don't. Yeah. Florida did not have a great season overall. It's only six and six, but I like those 10 points. Sounds pretty nice. Pretty nice. I picked Troy because of Brad Pitt, who played Troy in the movie Troy. Nice. I thought maybe you had like a friend named Troy that you like or something. Uh, the only Troy I can think of off the top of my head is Troy Mott. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't even know the guy. Never talked to him in my life. He was never, never my PE coach. I always just saw him chilling, just kicked back in his chair when you walked into the locker room for PE. <laughs> I'm going to sell him out. I served him at the bar at Marriott a few months ago. There you go. Yeah. Did you get his autograph? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking fool. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, you know who deserves. You know who deserves. A, who you know who deserves an autograph is fucking Dunlap. <laughs> true, true that. <laughs> I would take Dunlap's autograph over Troy Uh That's good stuff. I also served him before. <laughs> that doesn't shock me. <laughs> Definitely. Does that surprise anybody listening? Does that surprise anybody listening? No, probably not. Big big cores like that. He would be. <laughs> there's there's always one. There's always one. Hmm. Oh, okay, on to the NFL. Okay, we got we, huge news that Ashley just sent us. This is happening live right now, five minutes ago. Two-time All-Star Carlos oh! Correa and the Giants are in agreement on a 13-year, $350 million contract per Jeff Passan. And I trust what he says. Let's go. Wow. We got a shortstop. Oh, Crawford, see ya. Oh, you're, going to th- you're going to third. Can you- Let's go. Jesus. You see, what- you see what Ashley said was not on, on the bingo card. <laughs> and then of course, and then of course, classic Garrett says, "Fuck that, dude. Come on, bro. You're gonna have to learn to like him, buddy. You're, you're gonna like him. You're gonna get a jersey. Yeah. What number is he gonna rock? He was number f- maybe. He could maybe be four. Unless that number's taken. That might be might be retired. Was uh, what he wear on the Astros? He was number one. Number one, he could wear one. For one, the one, one could fly. One could fly. Wow, this is awesome! I love getting nice news on podcasts. This is sweet. Wow, look at Ashley coming through like fucking Adam Schefter. That's great. I would have no. I would have no idea that would have happened. Look at this. Three fifty. They probably had to overpay. That's my guess. Three fifty divided Wait. by thirteen. That 13, 13 years is a that's a lot of years, man. It's a lot of years. Twenty six point nine mil per year. That's that's you know reasonable. We got ourselves a shortstop, my friend. Oh boy! All Let's right, go. You know Let's we didn't go. get judged, but we got somebody. We got somebody. Hell yeah, we got we got a champion. Yeah, now we we got we got to get Rodon, man. He needs to come back. I'm hyped now. I'm hyped. That's that's cool. <laughs> I did not did not expect that. I'm I'm gonna be real though. I never was a fan of Carlos Correa. I always thought he was kind of a douchebag. But but did you think he was always a good player? Yeah, I was. I, was, I, I always thought he was actually maybe maybe a, a smidge overhyped. Okay, considering the production, but he is a good player. He's not a bad player by any means. Um, but uh, definitely definitely pretty pretty fun stuff, and. You know, all reports that I've heard is that he has uh, really matured over the last couple of years. So um, we could use a guy like that, I think. Also, the Lakers now have a one-point lead over the Celtics. Oh, boy. Let's go. Wait, wait, they just erased a 10-point lead in like two minutes? Yeah, the score right or now. Ten, is or 10-point deficit? 89 to 88 is the Lakers right now. That's the score of this game. Damn. Yeah. Celtics are kind of skidding right now. Yeah, you know, it's early in the season. Correct. As long as they don't do this in June against the Warriors again, it's fine. That'd be sick. <laughs> be about as sick as Carlos Carrera becoming a giant. Um, we were going to talk about the NFL, right? Yeah, but I mean, that threw us through a little <laughs> wrench in our plans. But yeah, yeah. On to the NFL. My Cowboys barely, and I'm talking barely, beat the Houston Texans, who now have a really aesthetically pleasing record of 111 and 1 <laughs> by the way yeah it's you like beat when them. you huh it's like when you look at the clock and it's 11 11 
Exactly. It's the same thing. Yeah. They beat them 27 to 23, and it took Dak Prescott, who had a very pedestrian game, you know, one touchdown, two picks. And that's kind of seeming to be his average, which I do not like. I don't even know if that's pedestrian. That's just kind of like shit. It's just like, yeah, it's just it's dookie. Yeah. And he wasn't the only quarterback who had a 98-yard drive this week, but we'll get there. <laughs> but Dak Prescott did lead the Cowboys to a 98-yard game-winning drive. And I, you know, I was – you should have you seen me watching the second half. Of that game. <laughs> I, was, I was down so bad. I was getting pissed. I was getting ready. There were many times I wanted to shut the laptop I was watching the game on. <laughs> <clears throat> I can this only is, imagine. This is, just, this is just classic Cowboys. They, they're just going to find a way to blow it late in, in the year. Like they seem to do, you know, they did win this game, but you know, beat, barely beating a one-win team is not promising. You play this kind of game in the playoffs, you are going to lose a hundred percent. The Cowboys did not play a good game. The Cowboys did not have any sacks on the defensive side in this game, which I think, it, you know, that's not that's not their average. Yeah, that is not what they do. Tony Pollard though had another good game, one yard or one touchdown rushing and one touchdown receiving. He's not too kind bad. of that dude. Not too bad, not too bad. Also, did you know that the Cowboys and Texans is referred to as the Governor's Cup? <laughs> Seriously? I found that out on Sunday. I love when the Governor's Cup comes around every four years, just like the World Cup. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> it's the it's the battle, you know, the Battle of Texas, and this goes back to when it was the Cowboys versus the Houston Oilers. Gotcha. You know, so the whole history is Houston Oilers slash Houston Texans. Okay. Okay. Also the Texans, they had your boy Davis Mills, Stanford product, playing, and Jeff Driscoll. They both took snaps in this game. Davis Mills was the primary quarterback in this game, although Driscoll did have the only passing touchdown for the Texans, which I thought I was, was funny. When I was watching the highlights, I was kind of wondering what was going on because I did see the very end of the game and Davis Mills was in, but whenever I saw the highlights, it was all Jeff Driscoll. So I was a little confused about what happened. But And I'm not sure if this kind of threw the Cowboys through a loop because maybe they weren't expecting the Texans to – play two quarterbacks and i'm not sure if the texans have been doing that at all this season yeah maybe i don't know because i didn't catch the beginning of this game i pretty much watched the second half yeah uh damon pierce for the texans had 22 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown but i think he also got hurt in this game so he didn't play i would say at least the second half of the fourth quarter yeah i got you which i clearly made a difference for the for the cowboys when it comes to winning this game because it seemed like the running game for the texans was doing pretty well yeah, I mean, also, I, I think the moment of this game was when the Texans had the ball first and goal up 23-20 and didn't score. They didn't, yeah, <laughs> they, they went four, yeah, four and out. Yeah. Or they went fourth down and they didn't make it, which might be the defensive stand of the year for the Cowboys right now. Because I can't even imagine the memes that would have came out after this loss if the Cowboys would have lost this game. It would have been terrible. Right. I would have had texts from Sal – from Dylan, probably from, <laughs> maybe maybe one from Danny. Maybe yeah, from Danny. Yeah, Danny you, might throw one in there. You probably, you know, Garrett probably said something. You probably would have said a little snarky, snarky remark, which you usually do. <laughs> Oof. Didn't happen, <laughs> but it was damn close. And the Cowboys, I'll say this. They, this is a almost, this is a win that should feel good, even though they do feel like they should have won by the 17 points they were given by Vegas. Right. You know, this this shows that they can come back from a game that they have not played good from, and I'm okay with that. 
Yeah. I wish it was more. I wish it was against a team that was more, that was better than the Texans, of course. But especially after last week when they smoked the Colts and dropped fifty five, you know they probably came in this game thinking, you know what, everybody knows we're going to win. We think we're going to win. You know the seventeen point spread. This is gonna, <laughs> this is going to be an easy win. And this right. just goes this goes to show that in the NFL anybody can be anybody or almost be anybody on any right. given day, whether you have eleven wins or one win. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, I think today's day in the NFL with the salary cap being in play and guys demanding a lot of money. You see good players on pretty much every team. So it's not like you – even though the Texans are bad, there's no question about it. They don't have the quarterback situation figured out. Um, they still got players. So, they, you know, those guys can affect the game, and you might not always get the same result week in and week out with those guys. It's a very very humbling win for the Cowboys because they know they could have dropped this one. They, Honestly, in my opinion, they should have dropped this game. They should have lost. Luckily, luckily they didn't, so they still have a chance of winning the, or getting the division. You know, eventually, if they can beat the Eagles in a couple weeks. Right. I also want to. I want to give a shout out. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. I want to give a shout out to Chris Moore, and I put in you know quote or in parentheses or quotations, whatever. I put who because I have no idea who this guy is, but he had ten receptions and 124 yards, and that's a very good game. <laughs> nice, nice. Had no idea who he was. <laughs> now you do. Now I do. No, yeah, he's definitely on my radar now. <laughs> so up next for the Cowboys is the Jags. You know, what what I say to you three weeks ago? The Cowboys had three easy games, in my opinion. It was the Colts, Texans, and Jags. And I think, like I said back then, I still think this now, they need to win all three of these games if they want to win the division. Yeah. Absolutely. So they've, they've won two of the three. And I think the Jags, who are coming off a pretty good win last week or this last week, Yep. This, this is gonna be a tough game. The Cowboys, I last checked, are only four and a half point favorites, which I'm which I'm happy about because that shows that you know they shouldn't be giving Cowboys the biggest these huge spreads like they were last week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Vegas doesn't have any respect for uh, for Houston either. I think uh, Jacksonville's a little different story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I also think you know too, if even if the Cowboys lost this game. You know, teams that win the Super Bowl. I'm not. I'm not saying this, the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl, or, or well, you can say w- that. Well. <laughs> you can say that. But you know, when teams win the Super Bowl, they always have some some interesting or questionable losses on their resume. So, you know, they can be happy that they just you know got got the job done in the end, anyways. Oh, Maybe you know, a win is a win, and you'll take you'll take any kind of win you can in this league. You have pretty to. much, pretty much, yep. It's not an easy league. And the Cowboys right now, they're still playing. You know, they're they're a five seed right now. Mm-hmm. Ten win, ten win, five seed. Right. Yeah. Which obviously is because the Eagles are playing so well and they look unstoppable at this point. I mean, the, the Cowboys know, could easily get to thirteen wins and still be playing on the road in the first round of the playoffs. Exactly. Which is which would sting. I'm sure. I'm 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 almost okay with the Cowboys not being or even shooting for the one seed because we know what happens to this team at least in the last. 10 years, 15 years when they make the playoffs, right? They always lose the first round or not make it to as far as people think they should. Yeah. So I, I'm really cool with them being under the radar, still winning the games they need to win and winning a lot of games, but still being under the radar and not having that pressure of the one seed that I think the Eagles are going to have. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun playoff uh, season in the NFC. I exactly. Think, I think the NFL, really, in general. <clears throat> All right. You done with the Cowboys? <laughs> You can move on to your next. <laughs> Jimmy G, who? 
Oh, stop that. <laughs> Niners with a big 35-7 win over the Bucks this past weekend. I will be drinking a 211 on the next episode when we get together. Thank uh, you for, for mentioning that because I forgot about it. <laughs> you, uh, I totally forgot about it during the game and you reminded me. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, luckily, I think Devin was the one who reminded me and I was like, oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that one's going to taste good. I can't lie because uh, my boy Brock Purdy, he uh, looked pretty good. Nope. Yeah. Big the, pun the, intended. Yeah, the, the Niners made Tom Brady look like mystery relevant. I got to say, Tom Brady was terrible in this game. It wasn't even – I mean, not to take anything away from what the Niners did do on defense, but Tom was off. And I don't. I haven't really watched a ton of him this season, but he looked as bad as I've ever seen him over his career. He just was missing throws. He was and, missing throws. Yeah, under-throwing. Under um, and the Bucks, they really shot themselves in the foot with some bad penalties as well. Well, and you could – I mean, the bad throws happen, but, I mean, the Niners' defense is – you could say some of that goes towards how good the Niners' defense is. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, even like the uh, – the, I know the, what you're going to say. The throw to Evans where you just threw it right at his feet on yes, fourth and one. Exactly, like, bro, exactly. what, what was that? He had him beat, too, just lob it over the top. Um, and then uh, there was the interception that Greenlaw got was, you know, disgustingly underthrown as well. Um, and then the throw, the other interception he threw was just way overthrown. So he was just, he was all over the place. I was a little surprised to see him play that bad in, the, in what's sort of a hum, homecoming for him playing back in the Bay Area. Um, by now, all Niner fans and probably football fans know that Debo Samuel got carted off the field after a pretty nasty leg injury, in my opinion. At least honestly, that's what it looked like. It looked like season over for sure. Exactly. Honestly. Yeah, but it's not season over though. Yeah, sounds like it only is going to be a few week absence. So yeah, sounds like he can come back end of the regular season playoff push time. That's something that it's huge. Yeah, and I don't know. Do you think this changes how Cal Shanahan's going to run him or or not run him? Uh, or play. You know, season, is maybe. it going to change? Him? <laughs> I would say in the regular season maybe, but I mean. He has his way. He likes to run his offense. I don't think he's going to change that, especially not during the playoffs. Yeah, and I understand the way I would maybe kind of compare what the Niners are doing with their running situation with McCaffrey and Debo is kind of how the Cowboys are doing it with Pollard and Zeke. Right. You know, you know, you have Pollard and McCaffrey, and I'm saying I'm not saying Tony Pollard's anywhere near as good as McCaffrey. I'm not. But would you would you agree with me that they're somewhat of the same kind of player? Can catch it and can run it. Oh yeah, and get, and get bursts with the dual thread kind of. Yeah, definitely speedy little yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then you, and then you got and then you got your Debo and you got your Zeke. The ground and pound can get you that three yards or that fourth and one that you need to get. Yeah, but the difference is between Debo and Zeke is that Zeke is a running back by trade. Right. Yeah. I mean, Zeke's like that that you know throwback style kind of back and exactly Debo's a little more of uh even though he is tough he's he is still a receiver at the same time yeah and as a Niner fan I'd be you know you gotta I know Debo seems to be better at running the football but I mean you can't be this guy you, need, you want this guy on your team for as long as he possibly can I mean as long as he's effective yeah which exactly. I honestly he's not I, I don't see him as a guy that you put out on the edge and you throw it to him you know 10, 11 times a game and see what happens. Because he's just – I don't find him to be that great of a you know guy beating man coverage as a receiver. I think his value does come from his ability to be versatile and uh, mm-hmm. and do other things than just catch the ball. But 
but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. You you want to keep your guy as healthy as possible, but I think you want to also use his best best at their best skills at the same time. Yeah. But you know, Kyle Shanahan is the reason why he's a head coach, and I'm not. So keep doing your thing, Kyle. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, big big win for Brock Purdy and the Niners. Uh, his family was in the crowd, and they were they were loving every bit of it as uh, as they should. Um, we'll see if see how he responds on the road this week in Seattle uh, th- Thursday night. Should be a fun one. Yeah, I, and I just want to give I want to give the Niners props. It's something that I very very rarely do on this podcast or in, gen- <laughs> or in my life in general. But the, this Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch can draft guys flat out. They can draft guys. You're you're, you're telling you're telling me that your top two quarterbacks go down. And your third string still makes you guys, you know, a viable team to maybe make the Super Bowl or even win it. It's unbelievable. It yeah. really is. It's it's very surprising. It's not something that a lot of teams can do. You know, the Cowboys had they had who was it? Gilbert Grape, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Gilbert Grape. Uh, Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Thank you. <laughs> Rush Hour. How could you forget Rush Hour? Man? <laughs> it's yeah. That's a long, long, long done. <laughs> but like, you know, he and. Cooper Rush did play pretty good. But let's say Cooper Rush went down. The Cowboys season would be absolute shit right now. Yeah. And the fact that it's not for the Niners just says volumes about how their organization is run. Yeah. I, I, to me, it's not so much about how well they draft, but how good of a system they have in place to make their quarterback successful. Um, yeah. And- yeah. I mean, the quarterback, still, he, I mean, he still has to throw it, you know, so he could, you know, he could sling it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's. A, I don't look at him and say, "Oh, he's overly talented." I mean, he's got a little bit of. He's got more mobility than Jimmy G. Um, mm. He's clearly shown to me that in practice he probably is really good uh, with the anticipation and you know gaining you know picking up knowledge. He he uh, played all four years as a starter for Iowa State, so he's played a lot of football. I know it's college is different than the NFL, but it's still football. Nonetheless, so and I'm I'm starting to think the more guys play in college, and this might sound obvious, but the more guys play, the you know the more I think they can be ready for this kind of moment. Oh yeah, I mean, dude, li- live reps have to be the most important thing. I, I would think. I mean, talent talent is important as well, but you, there's no more valuable asset than having live reps under your belt. You know, like how many more games? I heard this on the radio, and I thought it was. Well, really, very well put. How many more games has Brock Purdy played in college than Trey Lance? Oh, probably like 30 something. And do I think Trey Lance has more of an upside than Brock Purdy? Absolutely. I think anybody would agree with that. But Brock Purdy has played a lot more live action games than Trey Lance has. Yeah. No, flat out. Yeah. I think that's, that's showing right now, which is why people are starting to wonder if, if, uh, you know, come next year is Brock. It should Brock be the guy first in line, but I think no matter what, unless unless Brock Purdy wins a, a Super Bowl, that'd be the only way he. Gets that's the, the only, job. That's the only thing. Yeah, the only way he gets the job next year, in my opinion. Which would just be like, like nobody would have ever. You couldn't <laughs> even write a movie about that. The people, the people would be like, put <laughs> this script away. We're not, we're not, we're not taking this. Right. Right. That would just that'd be unbelievable. It ain't gonna happen, but it'd be unbelievable. Right. Um, 
Let's move on. So, to so are, are you off the? Are, are, are you off the Tom Brady to the Niners train? Oh, big time! Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I mean, I it, it sounded cute, but he has he hasn't been very good this year. I mean, the, the numbers will tell you that. I think his his uh, yards per attempt are a career low, um, and he has seemingly a good roster around him, but they're just they're not clicking at all. No, I gotta wonder too if. So you know how Tom's always yelling at his teammates on the sideline, right? When things don't go well, because it's always think, it's never his fault. That's see, that's where I'm going. Is like, do you think some the teammates are like, bro, you look like shit right now? Maybe it's you. They, they don't say that to him. There's no way. No, no way they're saying that. But There's, you gotta wonder if someone's thinking that. I wish somebody would have the balls to say that to the best quarterback ever, but they're just not going to do it. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. Like just watching him against, I know, and like I said. The 49ers have a good defense, but he looked really bad the other day. Maybe Tom Brady needs that. Maybe he needs like a second, second year guy, third year guy to be like, bro, I know you're the best ever to do it, but you need to fucking figure it out because you're not making these throws that you need yeah. to make. Or even, or even Mike Evans, who was wide open for a touchdown and he threw it at his feet. Yeah. Exactly. I think I think that's another easy one. That's just not gonna happen. It's like it's like telling LeBron James to do something, you know. It's, it's it's just it's hard to tell these great players. Yeah, no, or, I, I, or, I, or, or at least I would think so. Yeah, no, it'd be I, hard I, to tell these I great players it. how to do their job when Tom Brady probably pulled the whole. I mean, I, he actually probably wouldn't because he seems like he's a good guy, but he could pull the you know seven seven rings, twenty two years, <laughs> twenty three years. Kiss him. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some other Week fourteen topics. If you're ready. Yeah, um, go for it. Well, actually. Uh, I guess we could talk about the possibility of Jimmy G uh, not being done for the season. Um, the, the funny thing about this, though, is if Brock is playing, you know, at least remotely well going into the postseason, I think you got to ride that wave. Um, you got to ride. I agree. You got to ride yeah, that wave. Yeah. But he could be available sometime during the postseason. See how that develops. Um, also, Baker Mayfield picked up by the Rams, and he came in relief on Thursday night. And what did he do, Gage? He beat, <laughs> he beat the Raiders 17 to 16 after only being with the team for a little over 48 hours. It's crazy. <laughs> so, 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 so you're, you're, you're telling me the Raiders lose to Jeff Sunday's Colts in his, in his first game as a coach and then loses to the Rams with Baker only being with them for less than for 48 hours. Wow. Can it get any worse for the Raiders? I'm asking that. Can it get any worse for the Raiders? They are – they're just – they're the Raiders. They, they do Raiders things, and these are – that's what we're talking about, Raider things. Those, those have to be two of the worst losses for a team that had such high hopes of all time. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, we're, there are plenty of games this season that they should have won. I mean, they've, they've lost, I think, four games now that they've won by at least 13 – or led by at least 13 game points. Uh, I, think you're, I think you're right about that, yeah. So they could easily be a nine-win team right now, but yet they have five. That's that's just rough. Give it to Baker Mayfield, though, man. This guy, this guy is a baller. He goes out there. I know he's had a really rough year and all that, but this guy came out on short rest, yeah. shorter than like this is like Bumgarner short rest type shit we're talking <laughs> about right here. He came out on short rest and he beat the Raiders. Yeah, got to got to tip the cap for being ballsy. What, so what, what do you think of him wearing number 17, Baker? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Why do I feel like the last quarterback for the Rams to wear 17 was Joe Namath? Is that, is that true? I don't know that for sure, but I think 
Joe Namath did wear 17 for the Rams when he played for him. For the I, didn't, for I, didn't, I honestly did not know he played for the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's good. I'm knowledge. pretty sure. Let me let me check real quick. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh no, he, he wore number twelve. Never mind. I'm uh, like an idiot now. Close. Makes makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, but seven, seventeen. You know what's funny is seventeen is not a great number. It just reminds me of Philip Rivers when it comes to football. Yeah, a little bit. And I think I was I was watching the post game of this, and they asked him about number seventeen wearing it. And he's kind of like, eh. like I think he wants to wear another number, but he can't wear number six because Johnny Hecker wears number six. Oh uh, yeah, you'd have to buy so it. Maybe, so maybe he'll wear a different number eventually. But you know, I would say roll seventeen. You're telling me you you, you come on short short rest and you win a game <laughs> with this number? Go for it. It's a lucky number. Should have should have been nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> 24. Yeah. Can we get, can we get like a double? Just, like, <laughs> can, we, can we get quarterbacks wearing the 20s? Where's Doug Flutie at? Yeah. Number 22. Mm-hmm. Boston College. That'd be a hard jersey to get right there. Yeah, that'd be nice. Got to get the crop top one that he was rocking. Yeah. I also want to mention that Von Miller's out for the season. Which yeah. Is a bummer, which is a big bummer for the Bills' defense. Yeah. I, I still think – they're still do you know they're still the one seed in the AFC. I know there's still what four weeks to play, five weeks to play. Yeah, four weeks left. They're gonna be okay. You know, I always tell Devin, you know, because she was pretty, she felt pretty bad about this, and she does not feel good about the Bills long term when it comes to this injury. But I told her, you know, as long as you got number seventeen, the good seventeen on your team, <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, as long as Josh Allen is still your quarterback, you're gonna be good. You know, Von Miller is a good player, but he's also an older player. Yeah. So it's you know, yeah, the, was, the, Bills, the Bills are going to be okay, and the Bills, the Bills will probably win a playoff game still this year, if not two. Yeah, I think or three. Uh, seeing them in the AFC Championship is pretty realistic. But when I think uh, the Bills. I think the Bills, What the Bills need to do is get that one seed. I think the one seed to them means a lot when it comes to having to play the Chiefs or the Bengals. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, that that'd be huge yeah. for them. I think probably more so than it would be for. Those teams you just mentioned. Exactly. And who wants to go play in cold-ass Buffalo in January? I know I don't. None of those teams. <laughs> None of those teams. Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati's cold, and I'm sure Kansas City gets Kansas cold. City's cold, too. Yeah, it snows there. But you like you know who doesn't want to go there is the Dolphins. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see two in that weather. <laughs> oh, dude. That boy would get eaten alive. <laughs> he would. <laughs> they're, they're going there soon. A couple weeks, I think. They are. That'd be yeah. a good game. Yeah, well. Also, very unfortunate news: Kyler Murray done for the year with a torn ACL. Non-contact. On, yeah, non-contact play in last night's game, early in the game too. Just uh, a bummer for a uh, for a pretty electric player. You know who else was a bummer for was Danny. He's out, out because, of the playoffs because Danny had because Danny has or had Kyler Murray. Well, he still has him, but I just well, cause I didn't see the beginning of this game, and I played Danny. This week in the, the first round of playoffs, and I was up sixty points on him going into the Monday night game, feeling pretty good. But you never know. And yeah. He still had he still had Kyler, DeAndre Hopkins, and the Arizona defense. So you know, it's they could could all those easily get twenty points. I mean, for the defense, it's a little tough. But Kyler and DeAndre could get twenty. Yeah, I don't think that's an issue. Yeah, and so I turned the game on, and it's after the Cardinals' first series, which Kyler Murray got his injury. 
Right. And I'm, they, they, I see the news. And I'm like, wait, Kyler Murray's like not playing right now. You gotta be kidding me. I felt, yeah. I felt so bad. I feel, I feel really bad for Kyler, but I felt, <laughs> bad, for Dan, I felt bad for yeah. Danny too. It's like he had a really bad week. Right. Fantasy wise. And you know, of course I want to win, but it's, I don't, I don't like more than like that. Right. It's one of those things. I'll take I a like... win any way I can. Right. But I don't want to, I don't want to win like that. Yeah. But it's one of those things I, where I if you're, know. yeah, if you're Danny, you're like, maybe you weren't going to win anyways, but you'd like to at least give it a shot, you know? Maybe, exactly. Maybe Kyler goes off and puts up 30 points and DeAndre Hopkins has a big yeah. game too, you know? And I have to imagine for you, you kind of laughed at this because you did trade Danny Kyler Murray. Yes. I mean, my team name was named after Kyler for uh, the majority of the season until the big Jeff Sunday news. And then I traded him a couple weeks later. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yeah, like you said, terrible news for Kyler Murray. Really feel bad. I was listening to a podcast today and they made a good point. You know, at least he got his money before this happened, before this happened. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the guy's guaranteed money, money got, too, but yeah, you know, I mean, well, Zach got his money even after. And I exactly. Think Kyler yeah. probably, I think, I think Kyler would have too. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, exactly. Like it's not you impossible. Know. To, you know. not impossible to get that money, but yeah, you're right. Definitely. He's definitely thankful. Cardinals so are Lebr- so thankful. So LeBron James just missed a three and it's 110, 110 end of regulation. Oh boy. More overtime for the Lakers. You know who's happy about the Laker that LeBron missing that shot? Um, let's think. Should I know this? Absolutely. So now I think it's it's an easy question. Think of uh, who who's the biggest LeBron hater on the planet? Uh, Garrett and here? <laughs> no, who's like a public figure? Uh, um, Skip, Skip Bayless. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Thank you. That was a that you should answer that one way quicker. <laughs> I know. I you know skips skips an afterthought. You know, I, I love seeing him and Shannon just get, they're ready to throw they're ready to throw fists. At each other. <laughs> that's the start. worst. That's the worst show ever. <laughs> it's got to stop. Um, other things I wanted to mention. No, it's going to be on for a while, probably. <laughs> Other things I want to mention in the NFL is that the Lions proved everyone wrong, including us, by beating the Vikings and covering. Yeah, I don't think I it's as crazy that. as you as you as you realize. I think um, didn't you pick against the Vikings? I did. Okay. I, I I took the bait too. Well, if you if you were such a genius, you would have picked the Lions. So yeah, I'm, I'm just saying it's not as crazy about. as you might think it was. I mean, the Lions are six and seven. They're a game out of a playoff spot. They are sniffing around in the playoffs right now. Yeah. And they are plus points where the uh, Minnesota Vikings are minus one in, in point differential this year. Unbelievable. Not great. Not great. For a 10-3 and three team. Yeah. <laughs> it's unreal. The Eagles already clinched a playoff spot. Yep. Not surprising, but they've the first team to do that. Yep, yep. Also, my uh, Broncos, who I proclaimed, what, like <laughs> week, week two or three? Yeah, they have been officially eliminated, and the ride is now over. I cannot but, believe they're three and ten, at least for this season. I mean, th- them not making the playoffs wouldn't have been that much of a shock, but being three and ten, and Russell Wilson having what like nine touchdown passes this year. You know, I'm glad that he. You know, I'm glad that we did not pick the Broncos to go to the Super Bowl. I'm glad we were not one of those people who were like, you know, the Broncos are going to go all the way. If, if first, least- when the trade first happened, I was like. Dude, they, they have to be considered like legit contenders. And then yeah. I kind of thought about it. I was like, well, he's changing the learning curve, and the Chiefs are still legit. And then now it's like, 
this is just a dumpster fire. You know, nothing's going right here. <laughs> maybe next year. Maybe yeah, next maybe year. next year. That's it, it is crazy. Yeah, they're three and ten. I think I, I I saw the record and I was like, damn, they're three and ten. That is that's bad, man. Right. That's bad. Having Russell Wilson, you know, who people would say before this season is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I mean, probably at least a top ten quarterback, if not top five or six, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. So the fact that they're three and ten, Nathaniel Hackett or Nathaniel Hack job, he's done. Oh yeah, he's got to go. He's not going to be the coach next year. Him, him, and Cliff. Uh, I think Cliff Kingsbury's probably out too. I kind of thought that too. After even after last even night. like well well before last night too, I, I just felt like the momentum was was against him. He just he's more of a college guy. I think so. Yep. And the fact that he got like his kind of college type quarterback and still didn't really—I mean, they made the playoffs last year; they were good, but they didn't really make it work overall. You just—you could be Matt Rule. You could try the NFL; doesn't work. Go back to college. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. There's plen- plenty of jobs out there for him, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure Sac State's looking for an opening right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's real nice. I'm like going to NFL to D two. <laughs> Yeah, talk about a downgrade. <laughs> uh, I'd take Cliff Kingsbury at uh, at Stanford. I'm sure you would. Yeah, I might take him on the Cowboys. <laughs> offensive coordinator. <laughs> you know what? Him being an offensive coordinator in the NFL is not terribly far fetched. But I'm sure he wants to be a head coach somewhere. Yeah. No, I'd be okay. With, no, I mean that's actually I laughed at what you said, but I don't think. That doesn't sound like that bad of an idea. Yeah. I don't want him running. I don't want him running my team, but I don't want Mike McCarthy <laughs> running my team either. Eh, I mean, hey, you're ten and three, bro. Well, it's Tw- actually twelve actually, and five last year. Mike McCarthy does not actually run the Cowboys. It's Jerry Jones. True, true. He he's the issue. Yeah, it's like Gabe Kapler and the Giants. It's definitely Farhan's team. It's not Gabe Kapler's team. Yeah. <clears throat> Got anything else from Week 14? No. Nothing. Who's your player of the week? My player of the week is your boy, Brock Purdy. Oh, you stole him from me? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> two, wait, are you serious? He was going to be my guy, but I got yeah. it back up. Don't you worry. Okay. He had two touchdowns passing, one touchdown rushing, and he is the first quarterback to beat Tom Brady in their first career start. Pretty awesome. I think that's impressive. And the reason why I picked against the – the Niners in this game, and we'll get to that, is because I didn't think there was a chance in hell <laughs> that a mystery relevant quarterback in his first NFL start could beat Tom Brady coming back to his hometown, you know, quote unquote hometown, you know, somewhere near his favorite team growing up. Yeah. I didn't think it had the makings to me as the opposite of what happened, actually. I thought the Buccaneers were going to win this game. Maybe not 35 to 7 because I do have respect for the Niners defense. But I thought they were going to win this game by maybe a touchdown, three points, something like that. You do know the, the Bucks' offense sucks ass, right? I just, you know, <laughs> you know, I like my stories. I just, I really yeah. thought the storyline going into it did not bode well for your boy Brock Purdy. Big story guy. Well, hey. Brock Purdy's here to play. Yeah, he is. I cannot <laughs> deny that. He's, he, he can play. He can play. Yeah. Well, well, one more thing about Brock Purdy I have to tell you. I texted Arb about Brock Purdy. I said, I said, Purdy can play. That's all I said. He said, dude played out of his mind against a good defense. He said, I'm fucking hyped. Trade, tra-. He said, trade, trade to the Cowboys. I don't give a fuck. And I said, ha, 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 stop that. 
<laughs> that's a little out, that's a little outrageous. But but is that not typical Arb to to get that head is... over heels way too soon? Oh, that's Arb to a T. Yeah. When it comes to football, right? Well, maybe maybe women to his Niners. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a very good point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean Brock, 185 yards passing in the first half, zero in the second half. He was so good that he got pulled from the game because they were up by so much. Who's the Who's the quarterback behind Josh Johnson? Josh Johnson, baby. He played. He played in that game. Yeah, he threw. He threw a couple passes. Yeah, I turned it off after I think after they scored the 35th point. I was like, yeah, I'm watching like the Seahawks and the Chiefs game. I can't. <laughs> this game's garbage. Even Tom Brady can't come back from that kind of deficit. Yeah, it's Tom Brady, but yeah, he's he's not the old Tom Brady. No. It wasn't twenty eight to three. It was twenty eight zero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was it was twenty eight to zero at one point. Yes, you're right. But nothing happened. So no. you're right. Um. So I guess I'm gonna go with Christian McCaffrey since you stole my guy. Uh, he had, I think he had two touchdowns if I'm not mistaken. He had that awesome catch down the sideline um, for a touchdown. Um. But yeah, another big game from. From McCaffrey, I think he had like 150 total yards. So. You're you're, te- you're telling me we picked back to back Niners. Ugh, <laughs> I can't believe you picked Brock Purdy. <laughs> I I had you know uh, I talked my shit, but I had to pay respect. I had All to pay right. respect. I Good. think that's I think that's like the, I mean, unless he wins a Super Bowl this year, that's the biggest win of the season for Brock Purdy. Oh, well, I mean, to this point, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The, the previous week was pretty good too, but yeah, yeah no, you're right. Uh, so the score of this game now is one twenty-two to one fourteen Celtics with fifty seconds left in the in overtime. Game over. Game over. Yeah. Blouses. Sharks are up three-two right now with fourteen minutes left. Oh no! You're, you're kidding. <laughs> so you you already know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I can I can already see it. I can smell overtime in a shootout loss. Yeah. Yeah. They love going to the shootout. Exactly. And not being good enough in the shootout. <laughs> Uh, all right, time for top six. Yes. You want to go first this time, Gage? Um, yeah, I'll go first. Why yeah. not? So my top six, boring. Nothing's changed for me, actually. Really? Yeah, and I know – so every team on my list won except for the Vikings. And you didn't and move them down? I did not move them down because my third team is the Bills and the Vikings have beaten the Bills. Okay. So my teams one to six. I got the Eagles twelve and one, Vikings ten and three, Bills ten and three, Chiefs ten and three, Cowboys ten and three, and the Bengals at nine and four. All right, fair enough. I got the Viking, Vikings over the Bills because they beat them. Bills over the Chiefs because they beat them. And then, but the, what about the Cowboys? They beat the Vikings. Yeah, said <laughs> to throw that wrench at you. And they they yeah. beat them way worse than the Vikings beat the Bills. Yeah, I didn't, uh, <laughs> you forgot about that one. You just—I know you one. don't like giving your Cowboys too much credit, so I'll just chalk it up to that. No, you know, you know, I'll say I'm keeping the Cowboys where they are because they barely beat a team that had one win. Yeah, but the Vikings just lost to a team that I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, tried. Yeah. I tried. I <laughs> tried. Uh, okay, that's a cute list. Um, yeah, let's hear yours. <laughs> so Eagles, obvious number one. Uh, I still have the – or no, I moved the Bills and the Cowboys up. So Bills number two, Cowboys number three. To me, those two teams are really splitting hairs. You could – I could interchange them. Um, but Bills two, Cowboys three. I got the Chiefs now at number four. 
Um, and I only had the Chiefs above the Vikings because the Vikings, I can't get over the fact that they've scored fewer points than they've given up this year, um, regardless of the resumes. Um, so, yeah, Chief, Vikings at number five. And then, honestly, I feel like there's four teams that I put at number six, but I went with the Ravens. Um, that was kind of a tiebreaker over the Bengals since they have beaten the Bengals this year. Um but overall, I really feel like there's there's nine teams that have a case to be in the top six right now for me. Um, but that's I, oh, I almost want to put the Niners at six. Niners had a case I, too, yeah. I think the <clears throat> Bengals. I think I just think the Chiefs win for the Bengals is huge. That's a big one for sure. And the Niners did not beat the Chiefs, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, you could argue that the Chiefs win for the Bengals is better than the Bang- the Ravens win over the Bengals, but I don't know. I guess I went with the tiebreaker being a head-to-head matchup, which I which I don't love going that route since all these teams kind of play each other a lot. Yeah. Um, unlike in college football where you don't see a lot of uh, common opponents. Um, but, yeah, there it is. I have to say I feel like an idiot because the Cowboys did beat the Vikings. I feel like <laughs> I, 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 I kind of whiffed on that one, but I'm going to keep it. Next week might be different. Who knows? I'm not going to lie. I, I tried so hard to make my list as perfect as possible. And I just found myself like rotating the last, the last, uh, like number six, like four yeah. times. And I landed on Raven. So I was like, I just, I just got to leave it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Six, <clears throat> six, six is tough right now. Yeah. I, I I'll, I'll that. say that um, I'm really glad that we have four weeks, four more weeks to settle this whole thing. Cause I can tell you that right now, I don't think my list is perfect by any means. No, mine either. Like I, I just, I don't either. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's uh, recap our picks. Oh, do, we from week 14. do we have to? Do we have uh, to? Gage. Yeah. I mean, altogether, we kind of sucked. Uh, Gage, 0 3, man. First time we've done that in a long time. It has been a few you weeks. Were... It has been a few weeks. Yeah. I'm back you to my old days. It. You haven't done it since week five. Okay. I like how you have that, just that knowledge so you right there. I have the whole thing right here. Like it's a just a fucking clusterfuck of shit, but um, it's all right here. Uh, so you're now 19 and 23. Um, oh, man, those three losses killed me. Detroit beat Minnesota. Niners beat the Bucks by a lot, of course. And then Tennessee did not show up against the Jags in the second half and lost that one as well. It's um, okay. It's I, okay. Yeah. I also lost on Seattle. I'll take that because that's good for the Niners or one game closer to clinching the division. Um, I did score on Cincinnati beating Cleveland pretty handily. And then I also had Minnesota. So we both took the bait there. Gage, you're 19 to 23. I am 18 to 24. Right there. You're right who there. You got this? Yeah. Who you got this week? This week I have, I'm picking the Eagles minus nine against the bears. And that's, a, I, I thought about that. It's a, it's a big number, but how can I not pick the Eagles after last week? You know what I mean? How they've been playing all season. So they're just, yeah, they're rolling. It doesn't matter what, where they play games. And the, and the Bears aren't <clears> great. I think they have three wins on the season. They had a really bad defense, too. Yeah. I'm picking the Lions over the Jets. And that line, at least from what I saw, is even. I saw that as well. And, you know, the Lions proved they can beat a, you know, a team with double digit wins. So how can I not? And, the, you know, the Jets, I don't even know. I think Mike White was kind of banged up after the last game. He is. They're they're hoping that he's going to play, but he is. Uh, yeah, he's not in great shape. He got knocked around by the Bills. So if he so if he does if he doesn't play in this game, then yeah, I'm feeling really good about that line. Zach Wilson, you though. I mean, maybe maybe it's his Baker Mayfield moment. 
<laughs> well, yeah, wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that just be nice? Yeah. Speaking and I'm picking the I'm picking the picking the Browns minus three versus the Ravens. All right. Because I don't know if I don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to play. I don't know if Tyler Huntley is going to play quarterback. It's I believe just, Lamar is not going to play. Ooh, dude, you know you know how lucky Taylor is right now playing Arb with no Lamar Jackson. Oh, I know that that's that's kind of a game changer. Yeah, no I almost wanted to, I almost wanted to play Arb because of that I thought I was going to play Arb. Arb's got a pretty uh, pretty deep team overall. You know, he, he loves to talk about it. <laughs> he does love to talk about it. <laughs> Did we mention that we're playing each other this week? Uh, I was going to wait till last call, but uh, yeah, let, let me just do my picks and we'll we'll start talking about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so my three picks, I'm taking the Bengals minus three and a half at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay just, they look off. So I'm, I'm going with what I just saw. I looked at that one. Definitely. Might be a prisoner of the moment. You know, I've, I've done that before. But I like the way the Bengals are playing. They're on a roll right now. I'm also taking Seattle uh, plus three and a half against the Niners. I don't necessarily think they're going to win, but Brock Purdy playing in his first road game, I think that could be an interesting scenario. And if the Niners win, I'll still feel great because we'll be division champs. Um, will, you, will, will you clinch it next week? This week if you yeah, win? yeah, if they win, it's it's uh, it's us. Oh, wow. yep. Well, Brock Purdy playing in a hostile environment also. Right. Seattle's not an easy place to win. Not it's easy. Fine. But if the Niners can run the ball against that shitty run defense that Seattle's got, they got a chance. Uh, my last pick is going to be Carolina at home, uh, minus two and a half against Pittsburgh. Two terrible teams. I'm going with uh, the home team to cover. Lesser of two evils in this situation. <laughs> no, kidding. <laughs> no kidding. And the picks are in. They are in. Gage, what time is it? It's. That was easy. Time for last call. Yeah, buddy. So, yes, we are playing in the fantasy football, ISR fantasy football semifinals love starting that. this I mean, week. I'm sure a lot of our fans are thinking, like, oh, of course, these two guys are playing each other, right? Do you remember what, what uh, wager we were going to put on this scenario? Because didn't we talk about this a few weeks ago? Did we? I'm pretty sure we did. Oh, man, I wish I could remember. I might have to try and find that. I'm almost positive. Maybe one of well, our listeners can help us out. Do uh, do you want to redo a wager if we didn't do one already, or do you want? Us... Maybe yeah, maybe we could just put like a shot or two on it. How about loser takes back to back shots down, and we'll pick the shittiest liquor that you have from those little shooters that you have from your Thanksgiving. You don't want to just do a random. You got to you want to or, or 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 the winner could get to pick the two shots that they have to take. I like that because I know the way I would do it is I would be able to feel around and kind of know when I'm picking. Exactly. Yeah. So we could do that. So we'll first figure out if we already had a wager. If you could do that. If you can, then it's not a big deal. Yeah. I think I like what we're talking about already better than what we would have had. (laughs) Yeah. Then let's do that. Okay. So yeah, each, the winner will choose back to back, you know. We'll get to choose the two shots that they had to take. Yeah. The two shots. Yes. And the order. And yeah, I was gonna say and the order. <laughs> Bailey's then pink uh, lemonade. <laughs> oh, the pink lemonade. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I think you'll be so you'll bad. be very intrigued to see what's in this bag. I've I've looked in the bag before. I was, okay. I think I oh, that's right. Week. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But you know, I thought I was gonna play Arb, and I was like, man, I gotta play the gauntlet of playing Arb next. 
And I might have to, I, might, I mean, I could play him eventually, which, you know, I hope I, I can have the opportunity, but, you know, it's kind of fun having to play you in the playoffs. That's for sure. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I, I, we may have played in the playoffs before, but I can't remember. Yeah. This is definitely one of your better seasons that you've had. Yeah. I mean, my team went 10 and three, mm-hmm. not, not really worthy of a 10 and three record, but hey. here I am. I'm in the playoffs. I'll take it. Yeah. Hey, I'm just a six seed trying to make my way through the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> you actually, you scored a lot of points this year for a six seed. I did. I did. I had a couple of bad losses that I don't want to talk about, but you know, I'm still in the playoffs. I'm still doing okay. Yeah. And I can still shoot for third place and still get my money back, right? That's right. Yeah. Sweet. I'm looking forward to it. What you got for the last call? I love you, but I don't. I love you, but I don't want you to win. <laughs> same. Same. The only thing I have for last call is that Brittany Griner is free and back in the United States. She's back. And I'm not going to get into the bullshit or anything else that people are talking about during this. But I think it's cool that she's back for Christmas and the holidays with her family. Yep. Definitely definitely a positive. Um, I don't really have much, if anything, actually. I feel like I, I had something. I forgot about it. It's the only thing I had. Yep. But uh, yeah, definitely excited for some fantasy football playoffs this week. Hell yeah. I had, I had the oh, bye week. It was kind of weird not having to worry about fantasy football for a week. I meant, I meant to ask you that because did you still set a lineup just to do it? I did it just for the hell of it, just to see how many points I would score. But I, I had some guys out, had a couple guys on bye, so it was kind of pointless. And this is the first year that we've done bye weeks, I believe, right, in our fantasy yeah, league. Yeah, but we've always done four teams in the playoffs, and this year we went six. And I think six – I mean, obviously, I'm the sixth seed, so I'm okay with it. But right, <laughs> I, I do think with, with having 14 teams, I think more of an incentive to feel like you have that hope to make the five or six seed rather than just the right. four. You know, because four four out of 14 is it is really that's got it's tough. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, and I did like the fact that with like two weeks left, I think nine teams had a chance still to make the playoffs. So nine or ten teams. Mm-hmm. So. That would be better than only having like six teams having a chance with two weeks left. Exactly. And even though like Arb and Danny had great starts to the season, overall the standings were relatively balanced or more balanced than, than they usually are. Yeah, I, mean, I, I looked at I looked at the final final records, and you had the same record as Arb. But yeah, he had, he scored a lot. More, he scored like a hundred more points than you, but still, right. you guys had the same record. Yeah. You know, and I thought I mean, we thought R was going to win every game. You know what I mean? So the fact that you have the fact that you managed to win the same amount of games as Arb, yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> it's those those are the kind of questions you don't you know you don't ask those kind of questions. You just right. let it roll. Yep. Just uh, I got there. Can't say how I did it. <laughs> yeah, just it just did it. And shout out to Taylor, another seven and six, <laughs> another seven and six team, the five seed. He's another one mm-hmm. like kind of similar to you. He scored a lot of points, but didn't have a lot of wins to show for it. But yeah. he deserves to be where he's at right now. Exactly, I think possible upset alert for Arb. Possible with Lamar yeah. being out. Possible upset alert. Taylor's got a got a good team, and I think I'm I think I'm favored to, to beat you at the moment. You know, to me, fantasy projections don't ever mean anything. They don't the mean nothing, that, but they don't mean the whole thing. The only thing I'm worried about is I have three <laughs> players playing on Thursday. I don't like that at all. I got Gino. Ooh, yeah, I got, that's weird. Gino, Tyler Lockett, and George Kittle, and I have a feeling that George, Kittle, I have a feeling that Gino and Lockett are not going to have a good game. 
just because that Niners defense is good, man. You know, it's pretty locked in. Yeah. So like, like, in. I could see, I could easily see those three guys for me accumulating 15 points, which would be nightmare fuel for yeah. me. I'd love that. I know. Yeah, you would. <laughs> so we'll see if I can get Thursday off. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We also have Saturday games this week. Yes, we do. Uh, we're going to have Saturday games the following week as well, right before Christmas. I actually think most teams are playing on Saturday, and there's going to be like uh, similar to Thanksgiving Day where they do three games on Christmas Day. Because Saturday is the Christmas Eve. Correct. Yeah, the Cowboys play the Eagles. Oh, that's going to be a good It's going to be a good one. Yep. Hopefully. Bowl season will be underway this week as well. It's always uh... – I don't know if it's that exciting, but I guess it's exciting. <laughs> for some for somebody it is. Right. Can't wait for the potato bowl. It's gonna be lit. <laughs> you love I, you've, I, you've always loved the potato bowl. I think San Jose State's actually playing in the potato bowl this year. Spartans, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Gage. All right. Great talking to you. Hope to see you on Sunday. Yeah, I'm gonna see your face sometime soon. I know you will. Well, you know, gingerbread contest. That's right. That's right. It's coming up. You say let's ri- you say let's ride. <laughs> no, I did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Said <Right>. that's right. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, all right. Thank you all for watching or listening, not watching. Um, we will be back on camera next week. Uh, peace. Peace. <laughs>